It's said that your real life begins where your comfort zone ends. Well, it's about to get real as we have radically authentic conversations to help you thrive in your personal and professional life while navigating the twists and turns of being human. Buckle up, because this might get uncomfortable. Starts right now with Jason Robel and Whitney Lordson. Hello, it is Whitney, and this is a solo episode meaning that it'll just be me today. Jason is not here due to some timing conflicts. This episode is about the Winter Fancy Food Show, which is an annual event that happens in San Francisco. Jason and I have attended the past couple years and wanted to share some of the exciting food discoveries and drinks. There were a few drinks there. (laughs) And um, just in terms of timing, it, it didn't work out for us to record together. So I'll be doing this on behalf of both of us. And what I'm going to talk about today is some of the incredible products that we tried out. If you didn't know this about me, and actually this pertains to Jason as well, but for me in particular, I am a big foodie. and I also really love beverages. I actually like beverages even more than I like food, believe it or not. But I get so excited to try any new food product. So I love going to trade shows like the Winter Fancy Food Show to see what's new and exciting, plus to be able to connect with the people that make the food. I do a lot of product recommendations. I've been doing product reviews for almost my entire, well, actually, I should say since the very beginning of my career. When I started Eco Vegan Gal in 2008, it was almost entirely about product recommendations. <laughs> I did do a lot of eco-friendly tips and tricks, but I really got passionate about reviewing restaurants and reviewing all the different food. So this has been ongoing for almost 12 years of my career now that we're up to 2020. And these food shows are just wonderful because instead of having to go and buy all the new products that come out, you can actually go try them before you buy them and talk to the people that make the foods to ask lots of questions. So I take it upon myself to not only be able to recommend things, but also to find out the details, find out the stories behind the products. So today I'm going to share with you some of the products that Jason and I tried out at the show, our highlights. I went through and I don't, I couldn't even keep track of how many products I'm about to share with you. I would say maybe 30-ish. <laughs> This is pretty typical in the show notes at wellevator.com. I will link to some of the previous videos that Jason and I have made. One thing that we've done before we started this podcast was to do live videos of us going through and talking about the products. And those have always been really long videos. And I think people have really enjoyed them. But I think doing it through audio is actually a much better medium. The only thing that you're missing out on is all the visual. So I will link to the old videos if you want to see me and Jason reviewing and showing products that we've tried at Fancy Food Show and Natural Products Expo, which is another big trade show. And if there are any products that you're really curious to see the visuals of, I recommend going to the show notes for this episode, which is at wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. Just look for the podcast section in the show notes, and you'll find links to every single product that I'm about to talk about. So you can decide if you want to buy it, you just want to investigate it more, know what to look out for when you go to the store. And a lot of these products 
are available nationally throughout the U.S. Some of them, you might have an easier time ordering them online, and some of them are available outside the U.S. I always feel a little bit bad when I, when I talk about products that people can't get all around the world. But the good news is, is that brands like this are starting to get wider distribution. And this is one of the reasons that they participate in shows like the Fancy Food Show. So first, let me start off with a little bit of context. So as I mentioned, the Fancy Food Show is an annual event. It actually happens twice a year, once in San Francisco in January, and once in New York City in June. I have been to the winter Fancy Food Show in San Francisco three times now, and I've been to the summer Fancy Food Show in New York once. And it's really amazing. This year at the winter Fancy Food Show, there were 80,000 specialty foods and beverages, thousands of new products. This was a three-day event. And in the past, I felt like I didn't really need much time there. This feels like a relatively small show, believe it or not, because I've been going to the Natural Products Expo for a really long time. So Fancy Food Show felt smaller to me in the past, but this year it felt really big. I was there for about two days total, and I felt like I actually know for a fact I still missed some products. So basically you walk around the show and you stop at all these different booths where the brand set up and you talk to the representatives and you try the food. It sounds like heaven, right? (laughs) If you're a foodie like me, it truly is heaven. There aren't as many beverages there as I would like, but there are increasingly more and more brands coming. And the purpose of these shows is mainly, from my understanding, for these brands to get exposure to stores and distributors. So in order to get into a store, they have to basically go through all these different processes and people need to try their products and figure out if it's the right fit for the store. And I feel like that's been one of the biggest aims. But over the years, these shows have also been really great for these brands to get press. So Jason and I are considered press because we do a lot of online content. So we have this podcast, plus we have our websites. We have wellevator.com. I have WhitneyLauritsen.com and EcoVeganGal.com. Jason has JasonRobell.com. We have all of our social media platforms. So he's at Jason Robell. Together, we're at Wellevator. I have at EcoVeganGal and at WhitLauritsen. So we do a lot of content across the web. And over time, we've started to be considered press as a result. And I think a lot of these brands are looking for more exposure and, and, and kind of this works into their marketing plan, which is why they participate in shows like this. And if you're wondering if you could go to a show like this, well, it really depends on what you do. These trade shows, meaning fancy food shows I'm talking about right now, as well as the Natural Products Expo, those are considered industry events. So they're actually closed to the public. You cannot buy tickets to go in them. You have to be part of the industry. And as I just mentioned, Jason and I are part of the industry because we work as press and we do all this online content. If you do that as well, or if you're traditional press, such as a journalist, and basically anybody who creates content, depending on how it's published, you can get into these shows. So you could even be like a YouTuber or something and get in. If you're, as long as you're helping promote this industry, you could potentially qualify to get into these shows. You can go to the websites, the Fancy Food Show website, the Natural Products Expo website, and there's other trade shows too that I don't attend at this moment, and you can apply and then basically review your credentials. And they decide if you're a right fit for this. Now, if you do not work in the industry like Jason and I do, there are similar events that you can go to. 
And I'm, I'm saying this now because as I get into all these products and talk about the experiences, what I've noticed over the years of attending these trade shows is a lot of people start to feel a little envious. So I just, I don't want you to feel envious of this because A, of course you can buy all these products. And our aim here is to help you make those decisions about what you want to buy. But you also might want to go to similar events. So the number one thing that you could do is to go to festivals. A lot of the brands that I mentioned participate in festivals as well. So these could be any type of festivals related to wellness, to veganism, to health, to fitness. Actually, I'm recording this on January 23rd, 2020. And I think this coming weekend is the Fit Expo in Los Angeles. And that's a big show where brands, some of the brands that I'm about to mention will participate as well. So you can look for expos and festivals and conventions. You can go to farmer's markets. You know, usually that's going to be a smaller brand that might not fit into the category of these big trade shows, but you can still try a lot of things at events like that. So my recommendation is, if this sounds really fun to you, is to look for the events that are open to the public, whether they're free or ticketed, or for you to start working in the industry like Jason and I do. You know, we've been each doing this for over 10 years, and it's a lot of work. It's not necessarily the simplest thing, but social media influence is being taken more and more seriously. So if you start to develop a following and create a brand around yourself, you too could apply as press for these events. All right, let's dive into the products. So I've organized them into a few different categories. I have, I think the biggest category here is the sweets. (laughs) There are a lot of sweet treats there. And there are snacks. I have dairy alternatives. So I'll mention the sweet dairy alternatives, like the ice creams and the sweet section. But I'm separating out the milk alternatives and the cheese alternatives. And then I have a section for meals, which is, I don't know, I, I couldn't think of a better category for that, but just the type of products that you could use to create a meal or center a meal around. And I have a couple drinks to mention. And then lastly, I'm going to talk about the low-carb and keto products. If you didn't know this about me, I have been doing a low-carb diet since August 2018, and I recently came out with a cookbook called the Vegan Ketogenic Diet Cookbook, and I'm very passionate about seeing the rise of vegan and keto products, so I'll talk about that at the end too. First and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to two brands that have been really supportive to Wellabator. Number one is Likey Crackers. They gave us their delicious gluten-free rice crackers for our podcast launch event. And we've been working on doing a, either an episode around that or a video around it. There's a lot of things coming up. So you'll, you'll see us talking about Likey over time. But they are some of our favorite crunchy snacks. And we saw them at the show. And they were so grateful to be part of the podcast. So I thought, what better way to start off this list of amazing products and to talk about them. They came out with some new flavors. I think they have four flavors in total now. My favorite flavor, if I had to choose, which is is really tough sometimes, but I I love their cheddar flavor. They also have this new, I think it's a black pepper. I'm trying to find a picture of it on their Instagram right now. I'm pretty sure it's a black pepper flavor. Let me see, pulling it up. Yes, that's what it is. So it's red rice with cracked black pepper. Lovely. So they have two red rice flavors and then two black rice flavors. And the black rice is the vegan cheddar flavor that I really love. They're all equally good. 
They have little subtle differences between the different flavors. Highly recommend them. And they're just so passionate about their ingredients, which is really important to me. They have simple ingredients. And I just, I love what they stand for. The other company we wanted to give a big shout out to is Miyoko's. And uh, Miyoko's makes incredible dairy-free products. And we have an episode coming up with the owner and founder, Miyoko herself. We recorded that during the show, and it was one of our favorite podcast episodes ever. And I think I actually just said, it. did I say it was an interview? I'm trying really hard not to call them an interview because our style here with this might get uncomfortable is to make it feel more like a conversation. So we want you to feel like you're, you're not listening to two people that feel very like separate or up on stage from you, but really down to earth conversations so that you feel like you're part of it. And Miyoko's came out with a couple new products that were so exciting. I love everything they make. They have phenomenal cheeses. They have really great butter. And they expanded their butter line to include an oat milk-based butter. As you'll see, oat milk is an ongoing theme in new products. It has been growing in popularity over the years. And the new Miyoko's oat milk butters are so delicious and creamy, especially the garlic Parmesan butter. It is outstanding. It's basically instant garlic bread if you put it on top of bread. It's so delicious. They also have a new pepper jack cheese. So get ready because those will be in stores soon. And I guess I should mention that some of these products will be in stores right away. In fact, I went to Whole Foods today in Los Angeles and saw some of these brand new products on the shelves already. But some of them take some time. I know that a number of products take a few months after they debut at a trade show, and some of them take like six months or even a year. And sadly, some products actually never make it to market, or they might be very limited in distribution. So as I'm talking, and as you go to the show notes at wellevator.com, I recommend reaching out to a brand and asking them a few questions. A, you can ask them, hey, when is this product going to be available? I heard about it from Whitney and Jason, and I really want to try it. And they can tell you all of those details that we, we, meaning me and Jason, don't know. And number two is that you can ask where they're available and they'll give you specific lists. I found that a lot of brands have pretty limited information on their website in terms of availability. So I want to encourage you to, to ask a lot of questions before you go to the store looking for something, especially if you're going to get your hopes up. And lastly, Once you get the information from that brand, another thing you can do is to ask your local stores to carry that product. So depending on that product's distribution, you might actually be able to put in a request for them to get it in. And so this food industry is really fascinating and also more complicated than you might realize in terms of how things become available and all of that. So get as much information as you can. I think actually social media is one of the best ways to get information like this. You can go onto a brand's Instagram account and just send them a direct message or go onto their Facebook account and do the same thing. It's a really easy way to reach them. And if you don't get a response there, then go onto their website and find their support email address or even their phone number if you want to call them. All right. So that's my shout out to Lakey and Miyoko's. Miyoko's not only was amazing in terms of coming on our podcast for a future episode, they also provided products for our podcast launch party. So Miyoko's and Lakey were wonderful partners in our celebration. All right, so I'm going to start with the sweets because why not? (laughs) I thought about like, hmm, should I save the sweets for last? But 
I just kind of naturally started to put them into categories and the sweets were at the top. So why not? And that's also the biggest, most exciting category, in my opinion. And these are in no particular order. Most of the products are just based on when I ended up trying them. And so to give you some more context and visual, at these trade shows, there's just rows and rows of booths lined up and you just go from booth to booth. And luckily, because otherwise it'd be really overwhelming, luckily Jason and I are both plant-based. So we didn't go to every single booth. We probably went to 100 or 200 booths, which is still a lot. But considering that there are like over a thousand booths there, it was, it was a lot. It's overwhelming, a lot of walking. We walked like at least three miles a day and burned off a lot of the calories from all the food that we're eating. Okay, sweets. The first one I want to give a shout out to is Renewal Mill, who makes these really interesting flour-based products and especially their vegan soft-baked cookies. They are made out of okara flour. And apparently this is a flower that fights climate change. And I have not researched them much since I tried their products, but they're an eco-friendly flower and, and something more unique. I'm actually looking them up right now. Let's see if I can find some more info about them. They're helping reduce global food waste by upcycling okara into a nutritious, versatile flower that's better for you and the planet, which is awesome. Their soft-baked cookies were absolutely delicious. So you can go onto their website. Again, that will be linked to along with everything I'm talking about today at wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R. I'll put everything in the order that I talked about so you can easily find it. And this is interesting. See, I'm learning too. On their website, they say that Okara is soy milk's sustainable sibling. Huh. It's a delicious superfood harvested from the pulp of organic soybeans that is created during soy milk production. They probably told me that at the show, but I forgot. And that's really cool. So I do recommend clicking on the links that we put in the show notes because you can learn a lot of really interesting things by going to each of these brands' websites. Next up, there were a number of delicious chocolates. So let's get into that category within, well, that's a subcategory of sweets. So the first one is Hemp Love, and they make delicious chocolates out of hemp seeds. They had a number of different flavors. The standout flavor for me was their lavender salt and hemp seed crunch. If you like floral flavor as much as I do, you should definitely give this a try. It's actually fairly rare to find florally, florally? Is that a word? I'm not sure. But <laughs> chocolate that has floral notes in it like lavender, but it is a phenomenal combination. Loved that flavor. There's another company called V, I think it's pronounced vegan, but there is no E. It's spelled V-G-A-N. And they had a line of vegan chocolates that were really lovely. I didn't get a ton of information about them. Otherwise, I would elaborate more. But again, there'll be links so you can go research them. Pocket Latte is a brand that I tried before, and I don't think that they had any new products, but I did feel like they were worth mentioning because they're pretty original. Again, I go to all these trade shows and I try a lot of products and you'll see some things where there seems like there's a lot of similar products out there, but Pocket Latte is still pretty unique as of now. They make chocolates that have coffee in them. And I think the aim, I'm going to go to their website right now as I'm talking about it, just to make sure that I have all the right information. It's basically just like it sounds like it's a latte in your pocket. The idea is to have a coffee anywhere, anytime. 
It's a ready-to-eat coffee, but what's interesting about it is that it's very sweet and chocolate-like, and they have a few different flavors. Some of them are vegan, and maybe half of them are vegan, I think. My favorite one is the hazelnut. That one is vegan, and I love hazelnut coffee. It's really, really delicious. So their whole aim is to give you a caffeine boost, boost your productivity, make it really quick and convenient. And apparently, if you do the cost comparisons, they can be cheaper than drinks at your local coffee shop. I would say I don't really feel, oh, I guess three out of the four of their flavors are vegan. That's good to know. But I wouldn't say that uh, it's the like a replacement for coffee, because if you drink coffee like I do, I really like the experience of drinking a warm coffee or an iced coffee. This is very similar to just having some chocolate that happens to have coffee in it. But their aim is is to give you an alternative, which I thought was really nice. And, and oh, this is interesting to know. <laughs> this is making me laugh. I guess this is where the, the expense gets really affordable because they come in these little squares and each, well, I should say they're square bars and each bar has four square pieces that you can snap off. And apparently one square is one coffee. And I'm laughing because I had some on my drive back from San Francisco to LA and I ate the entire bar. So I guess I had four coffees. (laughs) They also have a lavender vanilla flavor. I wonder if that's also vegan. I can't remember if I tried that or not, but that's cool to see. All right, next up is endangered species chocolate, which has been around for such a long time. You've probably had their chocolate before if you've tried dark chocolates. And I I love that they have a good mission behind them. I'm going to pull up their website as well as I'm talking just to make sure I get all the information correct. I feel like I need like little bullets on every single brand here. Well, endangered species gives or supports conservation efforts for endangered species and habitats. It's very straightforward. They've donated $1.4 million already. That's incredible. I really like them because they have a wide variety of products. They're fairly easy to find. You can find them in tons of stores. They're affordable. And the reason that I wanted to mention them today is that they now have some oat milk-based chocolate bars. So as I said, this is a theme, number of oat milk products coming up. And I really love that brands, especially chocolate brands, are using oat milk because it's a great alternative to cow dairy, right? It's also very creamy. And a lot of brands are finding it a lot easier to make vegan options because of how versatile oat milk is. Now, speaking of milks, there were a number of really amazing plant-based ice creams available. And what was really interesting to me is the number of dairy-based, like traditional ice cream companies that are now offering plant-based dairy-free options. So the first one is this company called Oh My. It's O apostrophe My. And they make gelato. I think that they've had dairy-free gelato for a while, but now they offer a low sugar. It only has two grams of sugar. It did not qualify as keto and fully low carb, but it is much lower in sugar than their other gelatos, which I thought was really cool. There's another brand called Humphrey Slocum, and I'm not sure about their availability. I know them because I used to live in San Francisco, and I'm fairly certain they're a San Francisco-based company. And they now have a dairy-free ice cream. And what I thought was neat about them is they call it vegan by accident. And I kind of recall there was some sort of controversy with Humphrey Slocum in the a while ago. I think they put like bacon in their ice cream or something, and all the vegans got really upset. I could be wrong, 
but I'm pretty sure that sounds familiar. That happened like 10 years ago. And I think it's cool that they now have a really delicious ice cream. There's also a brand called Alden's, which has dairy-free ice creams as well. And I really love their double strawberry flavor. Maybe my favorite ice cream at the show was Eclipse, and they call it Cowlessly Creamy Soft Serve. And I'm really excited about this because they're going to start serving their soft serve at this great little LA-based hamburger shop. It's entirely vegan. I guess it's, I don't know why I called it a hamburger shop, but it's like a little fast food restaurant that specializes in vegan burgers. And they're going to start selling their soft serve there, which I thought was really interesting. This com- this, I should tell you the name, shouldn't I? <laughs> it's called Honeybee. And Honeybee actually had been selling their own soft serve for a while, which I thought was quite good. But this Eclipse soft serve is so phenomenal. It's one of the best vegan soft serves I've ever had. It was so creamy. I think it was a swirl of chocolate and vanilla. And there's just something about this brand that made me feel so happy. That was one of my favorite sweet treats at the entire fancy food show. And I cannot wait to have it again at Honeybee. So you can go to Honeybee if you're in LA, if you're going to visit LA. And if not, go check out Eclipse on social media or visit their website and see if they might be available in another restaurant near you. Another ice cream I liked is from a brand called Enlightened. And I think this was actually pretty cool. They specialize in low-calorie ice creams. They now have a dairy-free ice cream that's only 100 calories. Care if it's per serving or per container. You know how a lot of brands these days are making their entire pint low calorie so that you can feel less guilty. I think Halo Top kind of started or spearheaded the movement, meaning like you could have the entire pint of ice cream and it's only like a few hundred calories. I don't recall off the top of my head if Enlightened is 100 calories per serving or per pint, but regardless, their dairy-free monkey business ice cream was really lovely. I'm going to go back through my photos right now and see. What I did is I took a ton of photos of all these brands to help me remember which ones I like. So let's see here. A lot of photos to go through. Okay, it's 100 calories per serving and it's six grams of sugar per serving. So again, not fully low carb, but pretty low calorie and really delicious. Now, a lot of these brands are not going to be known as like healthy snacks, but these are all plant-based snacks and, you know, it's all about moderation. I'm a, as I said at the very beginning, a big proponent for low carb or sugar-free, but I also like the reason I don't fully identify as keto right now in my life is because I like being able to try things like this and not worry too much about counting the calories or the sugar content and all of that. I'm really a big believer in moderation and balance and Jason is too. And I th- a couple more ice creams. So one of them is Van Leeuwen. And Van Leeuwen, actually, I think they started off in New York City. They're pretty big out in Los Angeles. I'm not sure in between the coasts where else they're available. But they do have pints of ice cream, and they just launched an oat milk variety of their ice creams. I think they were using either cashew or coconut in the past, and they've always had phenomenal vegan ice cream options. In fact, if you go into any of their stores, about half their menu is vegan, and they have even have vegan toppings. And they're very creative with their ingredients. So that was exciting to see that they're, they're adding oat milk to the line. There were a couple of 
bars and ice cream pops that I really liked. One is from this brand called Dream Pops. Jason and I have been a fan of them for a few years. They're pretty easily available in Los Angeles. You can get them at markets like Air One. And maybe the co-op has them. The co-opportunity is a really great store in Los Angeles. And then there's a chain of restaurants that's pretty vegan friendly called Sweetfin. It's a poke restaurant. It's like a fast food chain in LA. I don't know if they're available outside of LA, but they have really good vegan poke. So instead of fish, they have sweet potato and edamame or tofu. And they also carry the Dream Pops there for dessert. And that's how Jason and I were introduced to them a few years ago. We love them. And what's really cool about Dream Pops is that they add in all sorts of superfoods and like mushroom powders and, and things. So you're, you're getting a little bit more than just a sweet treat. But I think they're also pretty low in sugar. I would say out of a lot of these brands that I've mentioned, Dream Pops may be, may be thought of as the most nutritious or the healthiest option. But the other one that's actually pretty good in terms of ingredients is called Roots. It's a frozen dessert, no sugar added, and about 90 calories. They're little bars of ice cream, and that was really delicious as well. A couple things that did not qualify as chocolate or ice cream is Sweetly, which I love that name. <laughs> they, they have a new plant-based tapioca pudding that's brand new. I mean, the, as I was trying it, one of the owners or the main guys at the company came up to me and asked my opinion and asked me how he can make it taste even better, which is another reason that these trade shows are really cool. It gives you an opportunity to give them feedback. And he really wanted to make it as good as possible. So it's nice to see that they're kind of testing it out, getting feedback on it, and then improving it as they go along. So that's another reason to reach out to brands. You know, If you can find a really kind and constructive way to give feedback, a lot of brands will take that into consideration because they want to improve their products. And then the last product in the sweets category is Yummy Dough. They make a cookie dough, a fully vegan cookie dough, and it was really lovely. It was quite sugary. I couldn't have too much of it because it was a little too much for me, but the flavor was absolutely delicious. And they're a Canadian company, which I thought was neat. I always love seeing brands outside of the U.S., really embracing veganism. So definitely look into them as well. All right, let's move over to the savory snacks. Starting with one of my favorite products from the entire show is from this company called Snacktivist. And actually, I would say the entire line would fall into some of my favorite things. They had the most delicious plant-based and gluten-free. I think the, their entire brand is about being allergy-free. And I'm going to pull up their website now too, because I want to read a little bit more about them. They had phenomenal waffles. And what was really cool is they had savory waffles and sweet waffles. And they were serving the savory waffles with avocado. Just thinking about it right now is making me hungry. It was so good. So yes, all gluten-free vegan baking mixes conscientious indulgence is their tagline. Oh, I love that. They use ancient grains and other sustainable ingredients to create inclusive and indulgent foods. Oh, see, this is like what they stand for. And the way that they taste was so special. They had cookies as well. They had some sort of bread. I don't know if it was like a focaccia bread or something, but everything that they make was absolutely delicious. And the people that worked there were so passionate and kind. I would go back there. Well, I think I should just buy their 
their bags of food, but I wish I could go back in time and have that waffle again, or just like snap my fingers and have a waffle with avocado on it in front of me right now. Speaking of super, oh, maybe that's what it was. I had a note here. Superfood grain bread. <laughs> Can't even say it. This is part of the snacktivist. Superfood grain blend with, did it say ivory and teff? That can't be right. My notes are kind of all over the place. I'll have to go back to this later, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to keep track of everything I tried. Let's see if I can find that photo for reference. Yeah, that is interesting. It does say ivory and teff. What does that even mean? Does it mean that it's an ivory as in color? That's really interesting. Now I need to look this up. What does that mean, ivory? Oh, ivory teff, apparently. Interesting. They had a little like space in between ivory and teff. And I'm like, is ivory an ingredient? No. Okay, ivory teff. Very unique. Okay. The next snack food that I really enjoyed is Rhythm Superfoods Cauliflower Bites. Those were so satisfying. I've seen a few, I think it's dried or um, let me pull it up to get the right term here. Dehydrated might be the right term. Let's see here. They're just called cauliflower bites. <laughs> they're dry, you know, they're not soft at all. They're very crispy. And uh, they had a few different flavors. They had buffalo ranch, which was my favorite a plain sea salt, and they had a white cheddar. Just don't remember if they were all vegan or just that one. Yep, the white cheddar is vegan too. Those are really, really satisfying. Rhythm Superfoods is a brand that's been around for a long time. You may have tried their kale chips before. So cauliflower is kind of the new kale. There's a lot of different cauliflower products out there, and I thought these were really satisfying. Trader Joe's, I think, oh, they have they have a broccoli, like a dehydrated broccoli snack at Trader Joe's that was okay. And I think Rhythm Superfoods also has that. Do they or not? Maybe not. But uh, the cauliflower, I thought, made a much better snack than the broccoli. Next up is Harmless Harvest, who you may know for their delicious coconut water. And they have all sorts of coconut products now. Their brand new product is a coconut yogurt alternative. And it was one of the better vegan yogurts I've had in a while. I love Harmless Harvest. So does Jason. They are a really ethical brand, very mindful of the way that they get their coconut, the quality of it, just making it as, as simple as possible. And let me pull up some details on their new yogurts. They also have a new protein or newish, I should say. I don't know how long it's been out, but a protein and coconut drink that was really, really satisfying. So in terms of their yogurts, I feel like they're excluding some ingredient that's very common. I'm trying to find it. I don't know if it was like a guar gum or something, but you know, it's really interesting. If you look at the ingredients of a lot of products, some of them just have a lot of things in, in them that are meant to make them more shelf stable, to maybe contribute to the texture, but those ingredients may not be things that you want to have a re on a regular basis. So. The Harmless Harvest yogurt alternative is just coconut milk, organic coconut milk, by the way, cane sugar, tapioca, starch, and culture. So four ingredients, really simple. That's just for their plain flavor. They also have a strawberry, vanilla, and blueberry, and those have the extra ingredients for 
their, you know, whatever flavor it is. And then I guess they use some pectin in some of them, but they were really, really lovely. Next up is Young Cobra's Whole Grain Gluten-Free Sourdough Bread. That's another product, just thinking about it. I'm like, gosh, I wish I had some right now. (laughs) I actually saw it in stores before I went to the fancy food show, and just the packaging looks so enticing. And Jason and I both agreed it was one of the better gluten-free breads that we've had. It's really amazing to see what's happening in the gluten-free category. I went gluten-free about 10 years ago in 2010. Actually, it's almost exactly 10 years ago because I think it was early 2010, maybe in the springtime. And I did it because I was curious about it. Gluten-free was becoming a big trend back in 2010. But when I experimented with it for a week or two, I felt a huge difference. And I've been tested for allergies. I don't have any food allergies, at least not the last time I checked. So I'm not celiac or anything. But I do notice a huge difference between how I feel when I have gluten versus when I don't have gluten. So I'm almost, actually, I shouldn't say I'm almost 100%. I'm, I do have gluten from time to time, but probably 75 to 90% gluten-free. I just try to avoid it unless it's accidentally in something or something that I really want to try. But I've noticed sometimes when I allow myself to have more gluten than usual, I can notice a huge difference in the way my gut feels. Oftentimes I'll start to sneeze. I'll have kind of like an allergic-like reaction to it, but I don't have like my throat closing up or anything. So I think the gluten-free movement's really interesting. I kind of have this belief that if I don't need to eat it, then why should I eat it? I'm either going to eat it for pleasure or I'm going to eat it for nutrition. And there's so many amazing gluten-free products on the market now, including breads, that it just doesn't feel necessary for me personally to have it. That's my little... (laughs) my little background on gluten-free. And so to give you some context, I've tried a lot of different vegan and gluten-free breads. And that's the other trick is that a lot of gluten-free products contain egg or dairy. And so to find not only a vegan and gluten-free product, but one that's made from simple ingredients like young cobras is really special and one that tastes really good. So usually there's some sort of compromise. And I would say that young cobras gluten-free sourdough bread. Felt like there was no compromise whatsoever. You could probably slice this up and serve it at a restaurant and nobody would even question that it was gluten or gluten-free. I mean, no one would question that it was vegan or gluten-free. They just enjoy it. And I love products like that. Next up for crunchy snacks, one of my favorites was Avo Crazy. They have avocado puffs. And I love avocado. I, you probably do too. It's such a popular ingredient. I know one person that was allergic to avocados, which I have compassion for because I have a really high, almost allergy-like reaction to almonds. And people are always like, oh my gosh, that must be awful to be super sensitive to almonds. And I, I feel that way about avocados. Like I would feel pretty sad to not be able to have avocados. And the avocado puffs were very, very satisfying. I feel like the puff category of crunchy snacks has grown a lot in popularity. And these were really delicious. They had a vegan ranch. And I feel like they might have had a vegan cheddar as well. Let me pull that up and see. Avo crazy. That's a great name. Let's see here. Are there two flavors? Yes. Vegan cheddar is also a huge thing. It's a big trend in vegan foods right now. Oh, apparently they have a barbecue salsa. I didn't try that one. So they have three flavors. They were really lovely. They also have very cute packaging. I feel like 
they would be appealing to kids as well. So if you're trying to get your kids to eat some uh, <laughs> more plant-based food, sometimes just having really bright, colorful packaging could be so appealing. And a couple more things in the snack food category. One of them is called Bada Bean Bada Boom. And I love that name. I've seen these products around. They've never really appealed to me that much. I guess I just didn't think that they would be that exciting, but I was wrong because they are delicious. They have all these different flavors. They're meant to be alternatives to other crunchy snacks. So one of them is a sweet onion and mustard that's meant to be an alternative to honey mustard and onion snacks. Remember those pretzel snacks? Maybe you still eat them. But when I was younger, I used to eat the honey mustard and onion pretzel snacks all the time. And as I recall, they're not the highest quality ingredients. So it was really nice to try their sweet onion and mustard snacks because they tasted almost exactly like those pretzels. And they're higher in protein. They're all vegan, so there's no honey in them, gluten-free and no soy, plus non-GMO. The people behind this brand were so passionate about them. And it's also the same brand that makes the 100-calorie dairy-free ice cream I mentioned earlier called Monkey Business, same brand. And they just could not be more proud of what they do, but in a way that you feel excited too because they love what they make so much. And these um, Bada Bean snacks are made with fava beans. So you can get some more beans into your diet. I actually tend to be pretty sensitive to legumes, such as beans, but these actually felt really good on my stomach. So that's usually a good sign. Their ingredients are pretty good. Some of them contain cane sugar or corn starches. So you just want to check to make sure that they're, they're the right fit for you. That's the interesting thing, right? Each of us have different preferences and different bodies, different reactions to things. So that's one of the reasons we're listing all these products in the show notes at wellevator.com. You can go there and just check them out and see if it's something that you want to try, both from a taste perspective and also from an ingredient perspective. The last product in the snack category is a brand that Jason and I had tried before and fell in love with. It's called Wellnut Farms. They make delicious walnut butters. Actually, they could kind of fall into the sweets category, but I put them in the snacks category because that's probably how you would have it. Although I wouldn't be surprised if you decide to have them as a sweet because they have the most incredible salted caramel flavor that just tastes like a decadent dessert. Just one spoonful of this and your sweet tooth will be satisfied. So as long as you're not allergic to nuts or walnuts in particular, you're good to go. They're very passionate about the sourcing of their ingredients. I guess there's four generations of farmers, two family farms, and they, you know, we're talking to the owners and they're talking about how much their kids love their product and they're really into sustainability. And there's just something about this brand that gives you a very happy feeling. Walnuts are also very good for your health in a lot of different ways. They're, they're especially good for your brain health and they actually kind of look like brains. So this is a really fun way to have them. And let's see, there's so much cool information on their website too. I recommend going to check them out. Oh, here's a list of why walnuts are good for you according to Wellnut. So they are high in essential fatty acids cancer-fighting, high in many micronutrients, good for your heart. I guess they can assist in weight loss, although maybe not if you eat the salted caramel flavor all the time. <laughs> uh, help decrease aging 
and assist in male reproductive health. All very important things. So why not add some more walnuts into your life? All right, let's move into the dairy alternative category, which just a few products here for you. Number one is one of my favorite products of the entire show. It's called Uncreamery. It is a vegan cheese company that is absolutely outstanding. And I'm going to their website right now because you're probably going to want to try this, but they don't have huge availability. However, if you go on their website, you can order through a company called Milk Guys, and you can find out more about where to buy them through their Instagram as well. You might need to message them because they're only, the website is very minimal, (laughs) but it's worth investigating. If you live in San Francisco, you are in luck, or if you're visiting there, you must try these cheeses. You can buy them at Rainbow Grocery, which happens to be my favorite grocery store of all time. No exaggeration. I go to every grocery store I can find when I'm traveling, especially. (laughs) I love grocery shopping. And Rainbow Grocery is hands down the best overall grocery store that I've been to. And one of the things that makes them so great is carrying products like the Uncreamery. This is a nut-based cheese alternative, and it just has a phenomenal taste and texture. They have an unbelievable brie, a vegan brie. They have the traditional brie, and then they have one that is a truffle brie, and it's unbelievably good. It's a must try, so get your hands on them if you can. Next up in the cheese category, again, this is the dairy alternative category, so I should just say that the other cheese I really liked is Urban Cheese Craft, and they have a mac sauce, meaning like There's sauce that you put on top of macaroni. So thinking macaroni and cheese, except they don't include the macaroni. You buy your own macaroni and you add their cheese sauce on top of it. It was excellent. And they also have a vegan fondue that was absolutely delicious. And I love products like this because if you're plant-based like Jason and I are, we don't ever want you to feel like you're missing out or compromising. That's one of the reasons we get so excited about going to these trade shows is finding options like this. And I actually, I don't know if I've ever seen a packaged vegan fondue. (laughs) So if you're into fondue and, you know, maybe you're going to a party, like a fondue party or a holiday party, you could, of course, make your own or you could buy a packaged vegan fondue. The other really innovative vegan cheese I saw at the show is called Oatsarella. So remember I talked about oat milk a lot. This is a vegan cheese made from steel-cut oats and olive oil. Now, I'm just going to say for me personally, it did not blow me away. I feel like they have some work to do on the taste and texture. But I did think it was cool. There was a lot of buzz around them. They seem like a brand that's pouring a lot of of uh, heart into their products. So I'm definitely willing to give it another try. And I just want to give them a shout out because I thought making a product from still cut oats is pretty cool. And then lastly, I wanted to give a shout out to Sprud. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Sprud, maybe? It's S-P-R-O-U-D. If Jason was here, he might nail the pronunciation better than me, but I maybe Sprud is right. And they make a milk alternative made from peas. I'm personally a huge fan of Ripple, and that's a pea protein milk. And there actually aren't that many pea protein milks out on the shelves. There was one by, I'm blanking on the name right now, but they are a juice company, Suja. Suja Juice had an organic pea protein milk that was really good. 
and then they took it off the market. And, and so far, I think Ripple is the only widely available one. Sprout, if I'm pronouncing it right, is I believe a European company that's introducing their, their pea protein milks into the US and it was really delicious. All right, a few products in the meals category, meaning the plant-based meals, such as meat alternatives. The first one is Ada Veggie, which is a protein mix. All you do is add fresh vegetables into this mix that they provide, and you can turn it into patties, like a burger, or you could turn it into like a ball, like a meatball. And it was really delicious, really great ingredients. They were using, I think, broccoli and that's all they did was just put the broccoli into this mix and heat it up. And it was really, really tasty. In terms of meat alternatives, aside from mixes, for a packaged meat alternative, uncut was really lovely. And what made them unique is they have a vegan turkey alternative, which you don't see too often. I know Gardein has a turkey option, but I think actually Theirs has gluten in it, and I'm going to double check right now, but I'm fairly certain that Uncut's products are all gluten-free. I believe they're made from soy. And when I typed it in, it went to Uncut Gems, the movie. So don't do that. Let's see. Uncut Foods, perhaps? Let me try this out. Yes. And it looks like maybe that's their product, whereas the company is called Before the Butcher. So if you have trouble finding them, again, these will all be linked to in the show notes at wellevator.com, W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. And yes, if you go to Before the Butcher, they have their plant-based burgers there, which is called the Uncut Burger. And they have a plant-based burger, a savory chicken burger, a roasted turkey burger, and a breakfast sausage patty. And as I mentioned, they're all vegan. They don't look very vegan, as many of these products don't. They're really into sustainability. They try to use less water, land, and less time to make or produce their products compared to animal-based products out there. So they've got a lot of really good educational elements. And what I want to know is everything. Yes, everything is gluten-free. And none of their products contain genetically modified ingredients. You can go into their FAQ section. They have a lot of really good information in here. And who else? Oh, Cool Beans. (laughs) Cool Beans is the name of a company that makes plant-based wraps. And if you just type Cool Beans into Google, you will not find much information. But if you type Cool Beans wraps, you will find them. And again, they will be linked to as well. They have three different flavors. My favorite is the Tikka Masala. It is also gluten-free. It's made with chickpeas, jasmine rice, riced cauliflower, which as somebody who's mostly low carb, I love riced cauliflower, green peas, and seasoning. They also have a spicy chipotle and a Moroccan gold. Mm, I wish I had one of these right now. I love convenient foods like this. It's actually surprisingly not that common to find really good frozen plant-based wraps like this. And and a lot of the most delicious plant-based wraps contain gluten. So if you're gluten-free like me, this kind of checks off a lot of the boxes. And then lastly, a little sneak peek at an upcoming product that's not available yet, but I did get to taste. It's called Taste Republic. They have a upcoming vegan and gluten-free ravioli that is absolutely delicious. There are a few brands that have vegan ravioli, but not that many. I don't even know any off the top of my head that are also 
gluten-free, at least not that I've seen in stores. I'm sure there's a few online. But Taste Republic is really cool because their products are grain-free. And I've seen them for a while. I thought they looked really good. And I always felt like I was missing out because they didn't have a vegan option. Now, not only are they offering a vegan option, but it is filled with vegan cheese because a lot of their products are like fettuccines, just like more simple products, simple pastas, I mean. Uh, this one is an actual ravioli so stuffed with Violife cheese, which is one of my favorite vegan cheeses out there. And this new ravioli from Taste Republic was absolutely delicious. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I think based on their other line of products that this is also going to be grain-free. So it's vegan, gluten-free, and potentially grain-free as well. And I think Violife is entirely nut-free. So they're cutting out most of the major allergens, which is really exciting, as well as creating a really delicious product. All right, we're getting close to the finish line. Two more categories. A quick one is the beverage category. I didn't try that many drinks. Like I said, it's called the Fancy Food Show. It's mostly food. There are more and more drinks there. There was a ton of coffee drinks there, but most of them I tried before. The two brands I wanted to give a shout out to is number one is Rebel, so R-E-B-B-L. They have been a brand favorite of me and Jason for a long time. In fact, I think Jason actually might have been the first person I heard of them from. So kind of fun little history there because I've become a big fan of them over time. They now have these new elixir, or, well, they've had the elixir drinks. I think It's a tonic is what I meant to say. I'm trying to find it on their website. It's so new. Billets, oh, Sparkling Tonic. It's an in-store exclusive. Ah, okay. So if you go to their website, rebel.co, you can buy most of their products online. But if you want to try these new tonics that they created, you have to buy them in stores at the moment. The good news is Rebel has really good distribution in the US at least, and you can find them in a lot of stores. So I got to try the prebiotic tonics for the first time. They're sparkling drinks. They were so satisfying. So the prebiotics are there for digestive support. And Rebel has really great quality ingredients, organic, ethically sourced, all plant-based. Everything tastes amazing. They have just continued to expand their line. I think when I became a fan of them a few years ago, they had like four products. And now they have so many different choices. There are all these different delicious elixirs, chocolate and turmeric and matcha. They have some coffee drinks. They have this new one I haven't tried yet, but I know Jason is a huge fan of their Mayan Cocoa Gold Label Elixir. It is literally a gold label. It's absolutely gorgeous. They have super herbs in there, four different types of mushrooms that you would never know there are mushrooms in there because they're so delicious. Just absolutely wonderful. And then the other brand of drinks that I want to give a shout out to is, is really fascinating. We actually did not get to try them because they just announced them and they haven't even started sampling them, at least not at these shows. But I am so excited to try these. So there's this brand called Vegan Robs. And before I started doing the keto diet, I used to eat their puffed snacks all the time. <laughs> I'm pausing for dramatic effect because I was a little bit overboard. I, I had them a little too frequently, meaning like they were my go-to snack. I would eat them almost every single day. Sometimes I would skip meals because I would just sit down and eat an entire bag of their puff snacks and then get full and not have a complete meal, which 
might not have been the, the best thing for my health, but they are super, super tasty. And um, the story behind Vegan Rob's is pretty interesting because the owner, Rob himself, was behind the brand Pirate's Booty. And Pirate's Booty has one or two vegan options. But then he started a fully vegan company called Vegan Rob's in 2015. And their brand new product that they're coming out with is a line of teas to help solve mental health issues. So they have one called Relieve Boredom, Relieve Loneliness, Relieves Depression, Relieves Anxiety. They have an anti-aging tea and a sober fasting tea. What does that even mean, sober fasting? Huh. I have not tried these. There's very limited information about them, but I think they're really cool. I don't know if um, relieve is the best word for something like depression or anxiety, to be honest, but I know that they have really great intentions. They're made with herbs and roots and flowers just to really support your mental health. And obviously, that's a huge thing that we talk about here on this podcast. And so Jason and I are really, really eager to try these out. So those are the two drinks. And last but not least, I'll get into the keto category. So for anybody else who's interested, curious about keto, or maybe you're already keto, maybe you're low carb like I am. I wanted to give a shout out to a few brands. I'm actually going to put together a video either on my YouTube channel, the Eco Vegan Gal channel, or one of the others, but I will link to that in the show notes at wellevator.com as soon as that video is done. The first one is this really sweet company called Love, and that's spelled L-U-V, and they make a variety of keto products. Most of them are vegan, and they have chocolate chips. They're all soy-free, and let me pull up their website. I want to make sure I... I nail all of, the, all of the information about them. Vegan, soy-free, and keto. Zero grams of sugar. And there are a few brands that make vegan chocolate chips, but I thought theirs were really, really good. They also had some keto vegan bars. Not all of their products are vegan. So again, if you go on their website, if you find them in stores, just make sure to double check if you are plant-based like Jason and I are. And they were incredibly passionate. You'll see from their website... They're a little old school, but actually that was kind of cool to see these brands that have been doing it from a really long time. Let's see if they've said on their website how long it's been going on. They told me. Let's see. They've got like doctors involved. I think maybe one of the founders is a doctor or something like that. It's really interesting. You can read their whole story on their website, which again, we'll link to in the show notes. Next up is a brand whose name I might not be able to pronounce correctly, but I'm going to try my best. I think it is Belikcha. They make vegan keto bars made from cacao butter, monk fruit, and Jerusalem artichoke. There are a few more ingredients, but those were the three that I thought were most interesting. If you've ever had cacao butter before, it is comes from the cacao plant, which is where chocolate comes from. It is so rich and creamy, and that's a huge element of chocolate making. I think at least most chocolate has cacao or cocoa butter in it. But this had such a strong, high amount of cacao butter that that, it has this really interesting, unique taste and texture. I've actually used it a lot to make my own vegan keto chocolates, like fat bombs. And it was so satisfying. They had a few different flavors. They had a matcha one that I really liked. The only downside for me is that they contained almonds. And I'm, as I said earlier, very sensitive to almonds. The other brand that I thought was really interesting is called Giuliano's Bakery, and they had at least one vegan product 
They specialized in high quality breads and they had a, I don't know if they're all vegan or all keto. Let me check on their website. It doesn't look like it, but they had a huge sign up at their booth that said keto on it. So I went over to talk to them and it turns out that at least one or two of their products was not only keto, but vegan as well. I think the rest of them had eggs or something in them. And they're also kind of old school too, which I thought is neat because they've been creating breads for nearly 70 years. They've got breads covered and now they're dipping into the keto world. The other brand that you may be familiar with is called Califia Farms. They're known for making really delicious plant-based beverages. They're mostly made with almonds, unfortunately for me, but lately they've started doing some almond-free milks made with oat and or coconut, and they have a grab-and-go keto coffee. So it's a latte with coffee and almond milk, sadly for me, but I did try it for the very first time. I had never purchased it before because of my almond sensitivity, but every time I saw it on shelves, I was like, oh, I really just want to know what it tastes like. And now that I've tried it, I can say it's really delicious. So if you're into coffee, if you're keto like I am, or you just want to have some of the keto benefits, I recommend this. If you're curious, you know, some of the benefits of keto are that it can help you speed up your metabolism. And this keto cold brew that they have is actually a formulation that they just rebranded because it just happened to be keto. It has seven grams of plant-based protein and it has MCT oil in it, which is an oil derived from coconuts. And it's just good for speeding up your metabolism. It's also good for making you feel full. So if you're doing something like intermittent fasting, you can have some keto coffee in the morning and that'll suppress your appetite so you can wait till later in the day to eat. So that's one of the big reasons that I've drink lattes. Now, this is a longer conversation, but some people on the intermittent fasting say to just have black coffee in the morning because anytime you start to take in calories, it technically is no longer fasting. But some people believe that it's okay to have a certain amount of milk in your coffee. And so having a keto coffee is a good way to go, especially if it contains MCT oil. Another brand that I've loved for a while and I'm excited they have a newer product, the Good Chocolate. These are sugar-free chocolates. They're keto chocolates. I think all of their products are vegan as well. And their newer offering is a double crunch vegan milk. I really like the Good Chocolate, but most of their chocolates felt a little too bitter to me. And this new double crunch vegan flavor felt the smoothest. I think it's a 56%. Let me take a look. I'm going to pull it up right now. But they are one of very few chocolate companies out there that's vegan and keto. Now, I did mention Love Chocolate. They just have less distribution. I'd never even heard of Love Chocolate before versus the good chocolate I've seen in a ton of stores. You'll see it in most places like Whole Foods or Air One if you're in Los Angeles. Any of these specialty markets will carry this brand. A Rainbow Grocery in San Francisco, I saw it there too. And yes, it is a 58% chocolate. So that's actually a pretty low percentage of chocolate. A lot of dark chocolates, especially the sugar-free chocolates, tend to be like 70% or more. So that's what makes them so bitter. And this somehow, let's take a look at the ingredients here. All organic, it's cacao beans, erythritol, cocoa butter, coconut milk, mesquite powder. Ooh, aquafaba. I don't know if I've ever seen aquafaba in a chocolate before. Stevia and vanilla. Ooh, this is interesting. Huh. And aquafaba is, I think, exclusively made from chickpeas. 
oh, I wish I had asked them that. <laughs> I missed out on an opportunity to, to learn more about them. But yeah, it's really neat. If you look at their packaging and they have a lot of really interesting information about their products, they're very passionate about what they don't contain versus what they do contain. So they're soy-free, they're bean-to-bar, they're 100% organic, no malitol, no inulin fiber, doesn't promote tooth decay, just on and on. And I find it really interesting when you see packaging like this, then you start to think, hmm, so if they're talking about all the things that they don't contain, that's kind of implying that most chocolates do contain those things. And I don't know about you, but for me, it starts to have me reconsider everything like, oh, okay, like, if I'm going to eat this chocolate, maybe I should start to examine the ingredients that the other chocolates I might have do contain. So I haven't done a side-by-side comparison between the good chocolate and love chocolate yet, but I bet you that there's some interesting comparisons between the two. I mentioned how earlier how cauliflower is kind of the new kale or, you know, it's a big trend right now alongside oat milk. And one thing that I found interesting at the show was Argania. Argania, maybe is how you pronounce it. They make a cauliflower hummus. And I don't think that they're the only one, but they are the only one that I tried at the fancy food show. And so in addition to being an interesting take on hummus, it is a keto hummus because chickpeas that are usually in hummus are higher in carbs, but cauliflower is like the staple of a keto diet. And so making hummus from cauliflower is a really innovative way to make it keto. And it was surprisingly delicious. It was even better than I thought it was going to be. I really love hummus. I love cauliflower. I love tahini, which is a big part of hummus, and just had this rich, creamy tahini flavor. And it was really exciting. So you can dip some veggies in there and have a really good snack with this. And, you know, with all of these products, you don't have to be keto to enjoy these things, as I said earlier. So if you just want an alternative to chickpea based hummus, then you can have the cauliflower hummus. A couple more things to mention. Laird Superfood is a brand that I really like. They're coming out with a new superfood creamer made with coconut milk. They have an unsweetened one that makes it keto. I think all of their products are pretty keto-friendly, but there might be a couple that, that contain more sugar than you would like. So if you get the unsweetened one, it's a really nice thing that you can add to your coffee. Now, Laird Superfood has been making these powdered superfood creamers for a while. But this one is an actual ready-made product, so it's in a carton just like any other creamer you would buy at the store. They have really high-quality ingredients too, and it was delicious. One of the most exciting lines of products and one of the leaders in the keto world, a brand that's been really promoting this lifestyle for a long time, is Miracle Noodle. And I've been using their products ever since I went keto, and I think I even was using them off and on before I went keto. They have these low-carb noodles. I think they're calorie-free as well. You've probably seen them or noticed them before. Some of their products are maybe their brand. They might be all shelf-stable. They're competitors that are usually in the refrigerated section. They're shirataki noodles. And these are like kind of, for lack of a better description, a little on the slimy side. They're kind of odd if you've never used them before. You take them out of the packaging and they smell horrible, like truly horrible. So you have to rinse them off for a few minutes to get rid of the smell and then heat them up. And once you do, that smell goes away and they have this really interesting chewy texture that's a really nice alternative to pasta. Now, maybe the way that I just described them doesn't sound that appealing. Honestly, I don't feel like it's the best low-carb noodle out there, but 
Miracle Noodle has done such a great job innovating this category. They now have keto rice. They have all different types of keto pastas. And the most exciting thing is they now have these keto meals. So I think all you do is heat them up or maybe you have to add water to them. I haven't haven't taken them home yet to play with, but I did try them at the show and they are delicious. And that's super exciting because there aren't a ton of vegan and keto meals like that. There's a few things that you can kind of piece together, a few things that maybe are a little too high in carbs, but not super high in carbs. Trust me, (laughs) I've looked for a lot of convenient vegan keto products out there and it's hard to find. So when I saw that Miracle Noodles was doing keto meals, I was thrilled. They taste so great. They also just launched a Hearts of Palm pasta. And I think Hearts of Palm is a phenomenal pasta alternative. There's a couple other brands that have been doing Hearts of Palm pastas. One's called Palmini. That's the one that I buy the most regularly. And then there's another brand. I feel like they're called like, they start with a Z or something. I forget. They have a lasagna. Maybe it's called like Heavens, Heavenly something. I'll link to them in the show notes if I remember. They actually were at the Fancy Food Show and I forgot to try them, but they make like a vegan keto lasagna noodle, right? And they're all made from hearts of palm. Anyways, I thought it was really cool that Miracle Noodles is joining and offering hearts of palm as well. Two more things for you in the keto category and total before we wrap up this podcast episode. Full Green is a company that makes a variety of different products made from riced cauliflower. And I think all of them are ready to go. All you have to do is heat them up, but I think some of them you can eat right out of the package. And they're pretty interesting. You know, I think they have a little work to do in terms of the flavor. They had really good concepts behind them, but the flavor was a little off for me. I felt like it tasted like it came out of a package. And that was the downside. However, a lot of the times I don't know how something tastes until I start, I take it home and play around with it myself. And it looks like they don't even have it on their website yet. I was trying to pull it up so I could talk more about it. But they had a a cauliflower oatmeal, which was really unique tasting. (laughs) And they had, let me find the photo for it. I feel like it was a curry or something. Let's see. Oh, here it is. They had a buffalo ranch risotto style rice cauliflower. Sounded really great. It just tasted like it came from a package. They also had a portobello mushroom. I don't know if I ended up trying that. I think I just tried the buffalo ranch and the oatmeal. I feel like this is a company that is really passionate about this and and they're going to put a lot of work into getting the flavor right. So I don't want to discourage you from trying them. I think that they're on the right track. A lot of brands are experimenting with rice cauliflower. Like I said, cauliflower is a really big ingredient right now and it's wonderful as a low carb alternative to rice. So, I think it's worth trying to form your own opinion about it. Just want to give them a shout out. And the last but not least is a brand called Keto Butta, B U T T A, and it's pretty much what it sounds like. It's a keto butter, but not butter in the sense of like meal goes better that you would put on toast. It's um as in nut butters. And these are really cool because they have all these other great ingredients in them. Sadly, I think all their products are made with almond butter. I told the owner that I was sad that I couldn't have it. And he was like, I'm going to try to work on a different nut to you so I could have another option, which I thought was so sweet. And these just looked so amazing. I wish that I could enjoy them too. They had a few different flavors. They had 
an original keto butter, which was made with almonds, MCT oil, pumpkin seeds, hemp seeds, chia seeds, monk fruit, flax seeds, and sea salt. They had a matcha flavor. They have a cacao powder, a turmeric and black pepper, and a pumpkin spice. Oh man, that sounds good. So I think they all have the same base, but then he adds in different flavors to give it a little bit of variety. And he was very passionate and everything just looks really cool. The packaging is simple, but very colorful. And it was one of those brands that left a good taste in my mind. I didn't get the taste in my mouth because of the almonds, but I could tell it was made with love and I could tell it probably tasted really darn good. All right. Well, I know this has been a very in-depth dive into all the products we tried. And like I said, how many products? Let me see if I can count these up real quick. There, that was a lot, and yet that was only the tip of the iceberg. I think that, yeah, that was about 50 products that I just mentioned. Again, as I said multiple times, you can find links to all these products to learn more about them, to get in touch with them, to find out how to buy them, where to buy them, if you can buy them online at wellevator.com. We have the whole list in the order in which I talked about them at wellevator.com. That's W E L L. E-V-A-T-R. That's where you'll find the show notes for every single episode. That's also how you can find out how to get in touch with us. If you have any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. I'm curious about what you think about episodes like this. We haven't really done anything where we've dove into the products, but Jason and I are both very passionate about this. I also am curious, what do you think of the solo episodes? How do you feel about me doing them alone? Or what if Jason does it alone at some point? We just love hearing your feedback. We want to make this podcast super valuable for you. And we're still relatively new. So we want to know what you think. You can leave us a review on iTunes. If you love us, you can give us five stars. I think you can also review us on one other platform. Is it Stitcher maybe? If you check out our website at the podcast show notes, there's a little section to show you how to leave a review and where to leave a review. You can go onto the individual posts. So this episode, you can go underneath at the very bottom and leave a comment there. You can privately email us or direct message us on social media. We're at Wellevator. Again, that's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R. You can also reach out to us personally. My name is Whitney. Most people find me at, at EcoVeganGal or at WitLauritson. I'll link to all of this in the show notes to make it super easy for you. And of course, you can always just hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss another episode. Currently, we are releasing three episodes a week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And Friday are our guest episodes. So we bring on interesting people. As I said at the very beginning of this one, we have a great episode coming up with Miyoko soon. It's one of our favorites. We have all these people that we know and love and want to introduce you to that have interesting things to talk about in terms of health and wellness and feeling our best. That's our mission. Thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed learning about all these amazing products. And again, if you give us some feedback and you like this episode, maybe we'll do another one with Jason. Maybe we'll do another one after the Natural Products Expo. We'd just love to hear what you think. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you in the next, or I'll see you. I guess I won't see you, but (laughs) I will be here for another episode coming soon. And I hope to have you part of it. Bye. Thanks for listening and getting out of your comfort zone with us today. For show notes and more high-performance resources to help you thrive, go to wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com.